0: yeah, but what about my ex-colleagues or my mum or my sister or, you know, my partner? Like, what are they going to think about what my truth, you know? And navigating that is so often the work.
1: Hello and welcome to the Magnetic Woman podcast. I'm Pandora Paloma, a quantum transformation and business coach using a fusion of spirituality meet strategy for feminine leaders, spiritual entrepreneurs, and visionaries. My mission is to help female entrepreneurs find their truth and step into their greatness boldly and unapologetically and create businesses that feel like home. I help women access and accelerate their magnetism by bridging the gap between who they truly are and who they present as to the world because from this space of wholeness, we find our power, our potential, our voice, and our liberation. This show is for the multi-dimensional woman with a big, bold vision for more wealth, more impact, more expression, and more freedom. Each episode takes you on a journey of expansion across my five pillars of quantum transformation, self, vision, expansion, embodiment, and magnetism. Some are solo and some are with industry leaders who are playing the same game, changing the conversation about women's success, money, power, and pleasure. I'm a mum of one, Music lover, love maker, and all round magnetism activator. Tune in and welcome to my world of magnetism. It's such an honour to have today's guest. She first came into my field as a client and very quickly became a friend. She has helped me in my own. Magnetic messaging over the years, and many of my clients as a supporting coach in the expansion accelerator. Visibility has been the theme of this month in many ways, and I'm thrilled to bring this podcast to life where we talk visibility, regulation, and receiving. Let's begin. I am so so thrilled to have today's guest on the Magnetic Woman podcast. The, everything that magnetism for me represents is like infused in this woman. Tamsin Crimmins, she is a somatic coach. (laughs) She's smirking at me. Working with revolutionary female entrepreneurs. I'm going to put my hands up and say I'm one of them actually. There we go. I've worked with you. Um, You are wonderful. She is wonderful. Um, She works with female entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, world changers who really want to step into their own version of Embodied Leadership. She's a former journalist and she brings a really beautiful journalistic instinct for that high impact magnetic message along with somatic healing work so that her clients can build pleasure-based businesses that disrupt the status quo. Tamzin, welcome.
0: Oh, thank you so
1: much for having me. I'm so happy
0: to be here. Such a
1: pleasure, such a pleasure. Um, I mean let's just we'll just hit the hit the ground running like visibility let's just (laughs) go there (laughs) so I think I really wanted to start with like visibility is such a journey and I know that your journey will have been a journey and my journey will have been a different journey and then there will have been like synchronicities you know and similarities the whole time in kind of what we've experienced and how we've how we've grown into the safety and visibility but you speak so beautifully about the safety required to that that, that's required right the safety internally that's required in order to show up online so I suppose I'm most interested in in starting with your own journey to
0: feeling safe to be visible Mm, yes I love this whole topic it's very dear to my heart because it's it's so often that the um we might call them the wounds or the unmet needs from our uh, younger years often show up as our deepest desires later on in life. And for me, um, oh, Pandora's swooning. She's swooning. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's that, that deep, deep desire to be seen, to be really seen in my fullness, you know, from the full spectrum of my being not just um the happy or entertaining or um empathetic person but also the person who's creative and sometimes sad and angry and the full the full shebang my full humanity which I think is um a deep deep human need that we all share to be really truly seen and when we talk about visibility in our businesses we all kind of think I think we immediately go to like Instagram. So showing up online in that kind of way. you know. And for me, I'm really interested in that deeper, deeper desire to be seen. And even though it might seem like no big deal to be posting on Instagram or starting a podcast or doing any of these things, what we find so often is that when we go to step towards those things, it's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Like the thoughts that come up in our minds, the sensations that happen in our body, it's like a life or death situation, and that can be the the truth in our systems, in our bodies, and that's definitely been true for me throughout my life. I um, have had so many experiences of putting myself out there in really big ways, in really big scary ways. I used to write a lot of personal essays for Elle magazine, and it was like amazing and beautiful, but also so vulnerable, so incredibly vulnerable, to the point where I would you know put myself out in the big way and then just want to retreat for so long because I'm, i didn't have the language for it then but what i now understand is actually i was really blowing out of my window of tolerance my capacity to be seen my capacity to be visible and now what i've had to learn because so many of us want to be more consistent when we're showing up is that we have to just find that edge of being seen of being visible that it's it's uncomfortable but it's not blowing us way out so that we have to go and, you know, retreat for several weeks to tend to ourselves. So finding that balance has been a lot of trial and error. Um, And for me, the window, the the lens that I've been able to see all of this stuff through that's made the most sense has been a trauma informed lens and one that takes into account how our nervous systems work.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) It's, and that capacity to, a show-up online often comes from the capacity we have to see ourselves, understand ourselves, hold ourselves. You know, the, the meeting of our own needs comes first. It is such a I always speak to the sort of belief that in order for us to expand in anything in our lives, whether that's expand and, and find new layers of love or new lay, you know, new levels of wealth, or expand in our business and be able to hold more people like it's often what we're doing around our business and around all of those things like what are our safety anchors full stop what are the things that create safety in our lives in all of the ways so that we then become and feel safe to expand in those areas um what have some of your
0: like safety anchors been Mm, oh my god this is such a good question oh there's so much to say on this and I really love that like you're making this big movement with your arms it's like the full spectrum of life the whole of our lives and I think what so often happens when we're talking about finding that safety and regulating our nervous systems and being able to you know expand our capacity and all of these pieces is a lot of the time on the narrative online is like do your breath work choose your tool like do the little practice, you know, and these are all amazing. Like I love the tools, I love the practices, we've got got them all, great. But actually, it's it's our entire lives, it's our relationships, like relationship with your mum and dad if they if they're around, relationship with loved ones. The safety of where you're living you know like your daily routines your sleep like all of these things your connection with nature it's all part of it and the tools and the practices can help us in the moment and that's incredible um but it's it's this full holistic piece and that can kind of sound like oh that stuff's all really easy it's not at all like putting boundaries in place creating a stable place to live or, or somewhere where you feel stable at least That took me years and years and years and years to be able to put into place. And I didn't even know how unsafe I felt for most of my life until I was able to tolerate the discomfort of being in a safe environment, a safe relationship, um, have healthy habits. I'm now sober. That's been a huge piece for me. There's a lot of addiction in my lineage. Um, building that trust with myself to stay in the relationship stay with the healthy habits all of those pieces not that I'm imperfect in any way um, but it's an entire holistic approach and I just don't want people to think that like doing a bit of tapping or um, I'm like I love five deep breaths amazing but it's so much bigger than that
1: yeah yeah I I spoke to that yesterday, that kind of nervous system regulation, regulation in all of the ways and safety, creating safety isn't something you do for your week's holiday. It's in the, uh, just the simplest of things. One of my strongest safety anchors is a very sweet, I drink quite milky tea with some honey in it. Oh, so do Um, I. And that is, it's the sweetness. It reminds me of like being a child because you know, you love sweet things as a kid. and It's warm. It's comforting. It's the simplest anchor point for me. And, you know, I made like a bone broth yesterday, you know, the simplicity of like, and then smelling it once it's done and being like, "Mm, that's gonna really nourish my body. It's so slow and so gentle. Having those things around you are often some of your biggest anchors. Oh my God, yes. But you, you mentioned, and I think it's so true, like to actually get to a point where it's so easy to say, well, just do this and just do this actually getting to a point where you're able to stay with that is one of the biggest things. Yeah. You know, I used to say all the time, yeah, I'm going to eat well. I'm going to eat well. I'm going to sleep well. But because my old tendencies were to stay up late, drink too much, it, it, it was like unraveling that habit, letting that habit go in order to create the new habit. Yeah. And then really being with that. being with that because it's you know you have to build the new habit through repetition (laughs) yeah and you're gonna want to resist that
0: (laughs) yeah big time big time I love that oh my god that's so funny that I have my tea in exactly the same way and sometimes I'm like you really like we should be having all this honey tamsin, you know. I'm like this. I need this. I don't smoke anymore. I don't drink alcohol anymore. I'm not shagging everybody. Let me have a cup of tea with honey. For <laughs> goodness' sake! Yeah. But yes, it is. It's all those. It's it's building that capacity. And the thing that I always start with, um, because that's exactly it's exactly that, isn't it? It's, I'm going to do. I'm going to do all this big stuff. Oh my god! I'm going to change my entire sleep routine. And yeah, I'm going to like shift my relationship. It's going to be amazing. And obviously it's way too big, it's so huge. And then we fail in this ridiculously large endeavor. And actually what our nervous systems love is tiny, tiny tolerable steps so that we can just show ourselves like, oh, I took that tiny step forward and I was okay. I didn't die. And every time we take that, they build on each other. It's not this kind of trite self-help bit of advice. It's actually nervous system-based. It's got to be really tiny and incremental because our systems are not designed for massive, massive quick change. We need it to be slow and gentle and safe.
1: Yes, and the... Uh, you know in the coaching industry it's like the quantum leap and the quantum leap I've always been like the quantum leap comes from the compound effect the tiny 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 things that you do every day that just become who you are that is what will create the the leap the expansion mm-hmm. you know because you're it's it is it's who you become it is who you
0: become you know oh, yeah yeah That's so good it's so grounded I feel so grounded mm-hmm. when I hear you say that
1: yeah yeah and that's it isn't it you know like just do more wheels I, everyone knows me well enough to know I sort of use the term the bum clench moment I'm like yeah no 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 no, I'm not I'm just not gonna say to people just do more wheels <laughs> like <laughs> I just want you to really overstimulate yourself and um yeah just go way beyond your your level of tolerance and comfort zone and um yeah you know and then I'll stay in a job because I'm a coach like I'm absolutely not gonna gonna do that for anyone you know yeah yeah,
0: yeah. And and for some people, reels might feel really, really fun. And it might be like the thing for them. But for some of us, like when you and I were working together, when you were coaching me one to one, you know, sending an email to my list was like, that was huge. I'd taken such a break in the pandemic and I pivoted my entire business And I felt there was so much baggage there. There was so much stuff that came up. It wasn't just like, just send, it's no big deal, send an email. You know, it's let's tend to the terrified inner child. Let's tend to that part that's terrified of what people are going to think. Let's tend to all of it. It took a lot of tender, loving care to be able to get to a place of being able to send one email and build on that gently. So we're all different. And I think there's so much pressure to be yeah, three reels a day, you know, like email your list every day, you know, be like, have a podcast guesting strategy, like, okay, yeah, the, all those things sound fantastic, let's just, let's just take it slow and like actually manage it in terms of what you have the capacity for. Yeah,
1: yeah, do one thing, do it slow, create mm. sustainability, yeah, always, 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 always. So I'm interested, what do you think, what do you see then with your clients as what comes up as the biggest sort of challenge with? showing up online like and i suppose i'm I'm leaning more towards the piece around like really trusting in our magic a lot of what i see is like am i do i really know what i'm talking about do i really oh do people really want to hear what i have to say and I'm, you know how do you support people to kind of really trust in that man- ma- magic and ultimately then you know get that out through the words that they're using and
0: yeah yeah i love this question because I think there's an awful lot of advice out there that many of us listen to try think oh like this isn't working you know the 30 days of prompts the um the schedulers the you know all that stuff like yes it's got its place lovely um but we (laughs) (laughs) look lovely however (laughs) (laughs) fundamentally What we're trying to do with our businesses is actually let people see us, the real us, so they can connect with us and build that trust. It's a lot of those different types of strategies actually take us away from our deepest truth. Our deepest truth is normally quite simple. We don't need fancy Canva graphics. We don't need the scheduler. We don't need all that fancy stuff. We just need to say what we want to say. But obviously, that's fucking terrifying to actually let ourselves speak our truth. It's also the thing that allows people to come closer to us. It's so beautiful. But of course, when we're speaking our truth, all of the gremlins are going to come up about what are people going to think? And I hear time after time after time. Yeah, but what about my ex-colleagues or my mum or my sister or, you know, my partner? Like, what are they going to think? About what my truth, you know, and navigating that is so often the work. Because when we can really feel safe in our own selves, that I'm going to speak up, and this is so true for all areas of our lives. Like this is not just this is you know not just in business. Every if you find that it's really hard to speak your truth and be seen in your relationships in your life, you're going to find the same stuff come up in your business. Um, so navigating that takes a lot of tenderness you know um that fear of judgment I would say that is the big 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 one that we all hold because we've our, like our systems are still holding on to ancestral patterning from generations ago where it was extremely dangerous to your life to speak up so we're not dealing just with like you know like some silly person on Instagram posting a comment it's to our systems it feel it can feel way bigger it can actually feel like a matter of life and death
1: yeah oh it's so true and something I wanted to kind of lean into was this sort of working with you're obviously working with the body we work with the body and working with cycles and working with it's it's so much bigger than I'm just gonna just work on this tiny area over here and therefore everything will be fixed like it really is a case of like you've reflected like if that's going on in your relationship how that's going to be happening in your business and also if it's happening in your business you need to look at where you're tolerating that in other areas you know it's always oh, deep, yeah. deep
0: deep truth yeah deep deep truth it's so <laughs> difficult because we all know when we've got this little like conversations that we need to have with a friend or the person that we need to speak to and it just it it, it plays out in the background and you're just you're you're touching on a sore spot for me right now I'm like oh god I used to take my own medicine.
1: It's something um, something I've been really playing around with a lot is thinking about the both the internal and external boundaries Like I don't often need to set any more kind of external boundaries because I feel like my internal boundaries of what I will and will not tolerate are very, very clear. Mm. So a lot of it comes from this is who I am and how I want to live and what I tolerate um, and what I am no longer willing to tolerate. And it's almost like the clearer that we get internally, often the less we need to then even kind of for, force that boundary with others in the external world like yeah I know friends now just they wouldn't even come at me with some like oh I want to bitch about so-and-so because they just it, I'm just not that person yeah. and I'm so true to that and so clear on that in my being and in my beliefs that it, they, it wouldn't even be something that would it, they wouldn't even enter the room you know yeah. it's like There's a real piece around actually how can we create these internal boundaries so that we, you know, there are always conversations that need to be had and decisions we need to make and challenges to move through. But there's this piece around that internal kind of boundary that really keeps us us in that safe zone.
0: Yeah. And people can feel like I'm not going to fuck with that person. She's unfuckable with. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I bet you don't get nasty comments on your on your Instagram posts
1: no you know like
0: why why would somebody even bother doing that because it's just not even going to touch you but in our heads before it's before before we go out and do the thing all those stories come up you know but what about trolls like you know how how will I cope with that kind of thing it's like let's decide right now and cultivate that resilience within you right now that that is you're not available for it it's not going to happen
1: talking then to working with the natural cycles of our body nature life it's a big part of what we both do talk to me about how you have created routines and rituals so that you can allow yourself to work with the the natural cycles of your body and life
0: mm, I love this question and I was reflecting on it on it earlier because I used to um, I mean I still am but I uh, part of my journey was understanding my own menstrual cycle because I got taken down so bad with PMS every month, where there was there was no showing up to be done because the gremlins were so loud. Um, so stabilizing that was a really important part of my journey. But I think what's been so fascinating for me is the nervous system work. It almost feels like, I mean, they work so beautifully together. But the more we can stay regulated, um, and I'm speaking as somebody who spent my entire life bouncing between dysregulated states of being numb and shut down or anxious, you know, that was just my, that was normality. I didn't know that there was a baseline of safety and connection and presence. I just didn't know it existed. I've catched little glimmers of it, but, you know, it was like, oh, what's that? Um, Whereas now that's more like, you know, that's like an 80% kind of vibe and it should never be hundred percent we're never meant to be there hundred percent of the time but what I find so fascinating is the more regulated my nervous system has become the, my hormones and my menstrual cycle is so much more stable whereas when I just worked from the cyclical side of things it gave me a huge amount of insight but it was there was still a little bit of missing information there for me um, in terms of the nervous system so it's I, I no longer feel like I have these wild swings in the cycle. There's definitely differences. Like, obviously, I feel way more comfortable being on camera if I'm ovulating. Like, that's a really nice piece of information to know. But I'm not now in the place where I have to, like, I can't possibly be seen if, it, if I'm um, in my premenstrual phase, for example. So that's all stabilised a lot. But part of that has been really making sure that there's the joy of being an entrepreneur is we set our own schedule we can do whatever the hell we want you know I have a week off at the end of every month which was coinciding with my period so I could rest and go inwards. I don't want to see clients when I'm on day one or two I, I don't want to do oh, that no. no one wants to do that so let's not do it let's not do it um so There's definitely been just like a real gradual kindness that's happened in my schedule of um, actually recognising my own natural ebbs and flows. And it's the same, like right now, you know, it's the summer. People want to be, I don't want to be on the screens all the time. Like I'm going to to spend more time outdoors. Um, In the wintertime, I'm really, really, really introspective, you know? So it's like finding that rhythm that works for me. And I really use rhythm deliberately because there's a rhythm to um our bodies that where most of us are extremely disconnected from and it's the rhythm of the earth you know and i the more i understand how all of these parts work there's a rhythm to regulation as well there is a rhythm that we really are um is our birthright to be tapped into mm that when we're working in this very linear way all of the time we completely miss out on and I've really recognized lately as well the the journey I go on with clients like that's not linear it's spirals it's it's going through gateways and portals it's cyclical it's mysterious you know and any way that I can allow my body to lead allow that natural rhythm to lead it's going against the grain it's going against the status quo so it's challenging but it feels like truth like deep 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 truth to me Yeah, I don't know if that's it's answering true. your question <laughs> it's
1: so and you know what I want to show you this so just obviously listening to this you won't see it but my word of the year is rhythm and no I have way this beautiful beautifully designed I'll add it into the show notes who designed it Um, But it's it's rhythm, last year it was spaciousness and I feel like I've created so much spaciousness. And then this year it's like, well, what's beyond that? It's like that rhythm, like I've created the space now. So I get to be even more in rhythm with my body and the earth and the sea, you know, I'm a sea swimmer. So I have in my diary, like when the high tide times are because I wanna get in there, you know, and that there is, so much to speak to about we get to choose, you know, when to take time out, when to when to be more visible, when to not be visible and not make it mean anything, I think is what oh. I wanted to get to. Like I used to, oh my god, I haven't got anything to say. I haven't got nothing to say. Oh dear, oh what am I gonna say? And and it really be like a I made it mean that was it for the week and no one was gonna buy and oh all the things. And now I find myself still just before my period, I can find myself in that. And I find that actually maybe by sort of day three of my of my of my mental, um, day three of my period, I'm like, ah, okay, Uh, yeah, she's back. She's back. But there is this this point where I just don't really have anything to say nor desire to try and say it anyway.
0: And I've really come to find peace with that. Oh my God, say it again. Say it again. And
1: know that it doesn't mean the end of my business, <laughs> which is what the mind's like, well, that's it now. You're done.
0: The, the mind and a lot of people on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot of people talking a lot of shit. Yeah. It's like the algorithm doesn't run your life. And if it is, you've got a problem.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like you run your life okay and if you want to step out and you've got nothing to say and you want to spend some time by yourself like yes there are plenty of people i just want everybody to hear this there are plenty of people making plenty of money and they're not visible every minute of every day
1: yeah say it again for people at the back we've
0: really got to shift this narrative because it's burning people out
1: yeah oh wholeheartedly in fact this is a point that I wanted to say like hustle versus laziness discuss it's so true and you don't need to be online all of the time to show that you are a good coach or a good therapist like no no, no. it does not does, that does not make a sustainable and successful business
0: no it doesn't at all and I remember when you and I were first working together it was that recognition and understanding that I had a business for a good year based on referrals alone Just reputation. I'd only been in the game a couple of years, but people just, people talk. Like they they, they recommend each other. It's beautiful. And we've got this weird narrative that unless your clients are coming directly from Instagram or something, it's not real business. I'm like, there is no higher praise than being referred by somebody. And like, that is visibility. Emailing an old client and saying, you know, how are you doing? Would love to catch up. Is visibility. It doesn't have to be going on a 30-minute live. Yeah. Oh,
1: I, I it's so true. Whenever I get a referral or someone so told me about you, um, it just happened to me last week so I was working with someone and within two weeks. She told some one of her friends, and her friends have signed up for one-to-one. And I'm like, yes, that for me is that's it. That's it. That's the that's the magic, right? That's the yeah. this ultimate, oh praise. I'd love to then speak to messaging Mm. something I've seen a lot something I know to be true for myself as I've really shifted how I've wanted to write my copy and I know that a big thing in the marketing industry was sort of really catching that pain point and I'm interested in your thoughts on how we can we know that speaking to the pain point gives us you know gives our you know, audience, an opportunity to see where we may be able to then step in and support them. But there is scope for us to really be thinking about speaking to the more empowered part of our clients. And I want to know your thoughts on that.
0: Mm, Yeah, I love this whole topic, actually. Um, Because I think there's a huge difference between... You can see it when people are agitating pain points and really, like, r- rubbing rubbing it You're in. You're broken. I'm going <laughs> to fix you. <laughs> yeah, we can spot that a mile off, and it's like, ooh, that feels horrible. And, again, you can, like, just trust, like, this person's content makes me feel terrible. I'm going to step away from it now. Um, but I think I hear from so many people, like, oh, I can't possibly speak to the problems that I solve for people. Like, well, that's not really of service, actually, to not be really clear that if you help somebody with anxiety that you can help them. Like we need that clarity there. So there's a really big difference between being heavy-handed and getting in there and really like ugh, kind of making people feel kind of crappy. And we can we know in our own being when we're doing that. And it's just like let's just back away from that. Let's just like shift the shift things there. But for me, the other piece of that, um, when people are going on these journeys with us, is they also, maybe they want to move away from something, but they also want to move towards something else. And this is where desire, vision, all of these pieces, like we get to really play with that. I love playing in that. It doesn't feel that fun playing in like pain and like how terrible everything is. What feels fun to write about and talk about is what's possible is what we might be desiring, what it feels like to tap into desire, what might be, you know, possible for us. So I think that's, a, if you're like somebody who's really, like, I cannot go anywhere near pain points, do you know, and I've heard that's wrong, can't do that. Okay, fine, let's let's move over into where you might be taking people. Um, and the other piece that I really find so, like, I get a lot of um, light bulbs when I share this piece of messaging is to just help people see through your messaging where they've what they might have tried and why that might not have worked thus far <laughs> and where they want to go and just suggesting other solutions that they might not have looked at before and bringing that into the fore and when people can see messaging from that point of view it's kind of opens it up a little bit you know like it's not that you're making loads of mistakes it's just actually saying like have you, have you looked at it from this perspective I've got a perspective over here would you like to try it come on in if you would you know it yes. can be as simple as that just opening the door and helping people see I have a solution for you I yeah. really I believe that this works and it's worked for other people and it could work for you too like come on
1: oh it's just so good isn't it and if that doesn't work there's another way there's yeah. always many many things to try and then you find that sweet spot that works for you because only you know your alignment yeah ultimately yeah you know that's yeah. it. it's that do this is the one thing that you need for your business and this is the one thing and and actually you know carry out to that I do think powerful messaging is really the one thing that you it will always stand the test of time right if you are able to understand what makes a good message and be visible then ultimately you, you're, you're you're going to be able to ride the wave of most things right mm.
0: um,
1: I wrote something about the recession last week you know last week or the week before not like are we in it who knows what's going on but there's certainly a change and I really wanted to speak to that and you know one of the things that I know to be true is that actually if you can continue to feel safe in that visibility and understand your very unique blueprint and how you work there's always going to be opportunities for you to you know bring new people into your space so you know yeah
0: 100 100 and there's so many there's also just that recognition of like what we're doing is you know i know you have like a lot of coaches and healers and people in that space and and i work with those kinds of people as well what we're offering (laughs) like beyond the tools and the strategies and the and the solutions like human to human support and love like that is always going to be valuable it's so important like to support each other in this thing and even more so when things are so rocky and unstable like you really like you cannot put a price on that and that's why we'll always be okay
1: yeah yeah oh wholeheartedly wholeheartedly and you mentioned desire. We've got to go there. We both have this love for talking about expanding that capacity to receive, being in fully our desires, claiming what we want. How, what has your journey of receiving and holding, I suppose there's like receiving and then there's receiving and holding, right? I definitely mm. had. In the early years of my business, I was really able to receive but not hold. Mm. And I'd say in the last sort of two years, it's really been a case of like learning actually how to hold that, which has come with nervous system regulation itself. So I'm able to now receive and hold that because my body feels safe
0: to Mm. do so.
1: Um, I'd love to know kind of, I suppose, your journey and your thoughts on how we expand our capacity to receive and hold.
0: Mm, That's such a good question. Um, I was a person who could not receive anything, couldn't receive a compliment, couldn't receive support, help, shoulder to cry on, couldn't, couldn't let any of it in. Really, really, really couldn't. Um, and I think that's really common, really common. And the place I always find it really fascinating, um, to look at is, and like the clearest for me was, used to have sex with men, didn't receive like pretty much anything, um, all the conditioning, all the stories, all the bullshit we have in our culture around what that sex between a man and a woman looks like. It was just give, 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 couldn't allow anything in. And then when I started um, being in relationships with women was like this complete <laughs> shift. Like, I don't understand. Like, what is what's well, It's all about me right now? OK, well, whoa, I'm not sure about that. Um, So that's been a major, major journey on my, like with receiving for me. And that was where I really realized, oh, okay. Like I'm not really used to it just like all being about me. That's interesting. How does that play out with money? How does that play out with clients? Okay. Interesting. So it's, I'm still on the journey, big time, big time. And I think it's really interesting what you're talking about. I think it's so common. We can make the money. We can bring the money in but can we actually let it sit? And part of of that for me is my attachment style is very much like, I want people close. Oh, you're too close. Okay, go. And it plays out in exactly the same way with money. Like I want it to come in, need it to come in, really need that money, want it to come in. And then it comes and I immediately want to spend it. You know, there's so many of us, I know this is so common, buy more coaching, join another program, buy a website, do another photo shoot, all the things, got to get that money out, you know, because it doesn't feel safe. And if we think about our lineage as well, like we might be the first generation of women to actually really hold large sums of money that we made on our own. Yeah. You know, our own actual wealth. Like, of course, that's going to feel pretty like, whoa, what the hell is this? So it's still a journey for me to let that money sit. Um, And actually, I really have had to incrementally, like actually challenge myself when the money comes in, even if there's things to be paid. I just let it sit even for 24 hours. Just let it be there and see it in my bank account. And when I have really large sums in my bank account, I take screenshots to like to kind of remind myself what it looks like to have really large sums of money. And it's so incremental, you know, like what you can hold versus what I can hold is totally different like you know I'm, I'm still calibrating to having you know 10 grand in savings like that's huge for me somebody who was always more like 10 grand in debt you know so it's again like can't emphasize enough incremental tiny tiny steps just showing your system like it's okay to have that money there you know and recognise what does that actually, what does that bring up for you, like that discomfort? Can I sit in that discomfort and just let it be?
1: Yeah, oh, and I really want to just add to that, like an an extra flavour of this conversation. something that's really been supporting me. And so I think it's more of a reflection in when I think about how now I'm able to hold more than I used to, like, as you say, in savings and um, in my bank account. I've realized that actually the more safe I felt in my expansion in my business and the more I've almost like met those milestones, the less I've needed because a big part of what that expansion has given me is such a sense of aliveness and trust. And it's almost like I don't have to prove myself anymore because I know I can do it and I've done it. So I need less. Like, mm. when I used to work in PR, I would be paid and I would spend. Mm. I needed stuff to fill me up and make me feel good. And the, le- and the more and more and more that I have allowed life and rhythm and nature and people and, you know, the simplicity of a tea with honey in it, <laughs> a milky tea, the more I've allowed that to fill me up, the less I've needed to go and spend that cash.
0: Oh, God, gorgeous
1: it's lovely isn't it yeah it's true
0: receiving it's true receiving because it's not really about the bloody money it's about what we what the feeling that we think the money is going to give us and when we can access that feeling in the here and now yes we've got bills to pay obviously I don't want to kind of spiritually bypass like the reality but it's so often it's actually what we're looking for is that 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 presence and yeah. that connection, and when we can build that beyond the money, I mean, the bonus of that is that the money can come in a lot more easily, which is also delightful. <laughs> it yeah. all kind of works together. Oh, it's that's. A bi- so gorgeous.
1: It's a byproduct, isn't it? It's like actually yeah. the more I'm in my aliveness, yeah, the easier it is to come because I'm not resisting it because I'm feeling so, you know, grateful. Yeah. yeah it's beautiful yeah. it's beautiful oh this has been such a juicy gooey conversation I will finish with what does feeling being living as a magnetic woman mean to you Ooh, it is you, the magnetic woman podcast
0: <laughs> No, the thing is I've just got your definition in my mind like I'm you, you you and magnetism are so closely associated in my mind and I've always really enjoyed your definition of it being you know, like closing that gap between who you're presenting and who you really are. And people often say to me, like, gosh, you're you're fully expressed and you're so authentic. And I'm like, you know, it took me a long time to come out of the closet. I'm never going back in. Yeah, yeah. That's magnetism to me. Like, this is who I am. This is me. Yeah. Like, take it or fucking leave it.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And that's the piece, isn't it? I I did a, I did do a reel the other day, which was that you think that that expression that you now see has always been there. Like oh, friends, it has not. It has taken me such a journey to be able to be okay dancing on a beach, be okay even being in front of the camera. Yeah, you know, be okay with going. You know, showing up and doing a quick reel or some some stories. It's taken such a long amount it's such a a long time it's such a a deep amount of work and love for myself and ourselves because I know that you're nodding away it's so true it's you know but once you're out of that you you just can't go back in
0: no uh, way yeah not from a million bajillion pounds
1: (laughs) yeah I love it I love it where can people find you
0: uh, so I am Tamsin Crimmins on Instagram, and my website's the same, tamsincrimins.co.uk. And if you go to my website, there's a really delightful free um practice to access your inner creatrix which is like a lovely it's it's a it's a woomy connection audio which i find rather delightful um because that's really for me that's like really coming home to yourself and then you can find your truth there that's 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 the true visibility beyond we love reels too but it's about something deeper yeah and we create and and
1: receive really from that space right 100 yeah beautiful thank you so much for joining me today Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. If you have been nodding along and thinking, Pandora, Tamsin, you are speaking my language and you know that visibility is an important focus for you this year and you really want to find a way to stand out online in a way that feels safe, and regulated and really anchored into business mastery, strategy, messaging, and energetics, with all of the tools to help you find that inner confidence that I know it is within you, then the Magnetic Visibility Mastermind is launching on the 6th of July. If you're listening to this and it's past that date, you can still join. The link is in the show notes. And I would so love to see you there. Thank you again for tuning in. And
0: remember, you are magnetic.